Balcony Brothers podcast. Today we have a surprising collection of brothers here for you today, entailing one Clayton Parker Lawrence, uh, two Connor Richardson Barbers, three Cameron Michael Dances, probably like four or something Joshua Brucey's. I really can't count. I can't do it. No one ever taught me. Okay, everybody raise your index finger. Which one is that? <laughs> the first one. This no. One. Yes, yes, good. No, the, right, first okay. one, the first one is your thumb. Nope. But uh, the index finger is not the first finger. You, you got you to gotta recant this. I'm not going to allow you to, <laughs> to maintain this position. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, that, see, that, that's the first finger, the <laughs> yeah. one right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Connor tries to tell me the thumb isn't the first finger. Or is the first finger. I've never gotten why people say the thumb isn't a finger. It's not mechanically different from fingers at all. Yeah, why does the argument for that, that we just call it thumb and not something finger? Yeah, people is that say the only argument? People finger. say four fingers and a thumb. Why? why I mean, that's just, poetic. Why but can't you just call that's like the saying, thumb? That's like saying your arm is not a limb because it's not called limb something. Yeah, exactly. Four toes and a big toe. <laughs> well, that, no, that, that's like saying your head isn't a limb. Oh, uh, because okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe their one. head's a limb. Maybe yours isn't. <laughs> <laughs> the great divide. His is just a growth, <laughs> just a protuberance. I am protubing. That's like the name of the next DC villain, protuberance. The protuberator. Yeah. After they kill Steppenwolf, they bring out protuberance. No. Did you, did you no. guys hear about the Zack Snyder? We were cut? watching it earlier oh, today. Okay, okay. Yeah. Steppenwolf just looks like a puppy. He's a he's a bad boy. He needs to be punched <laughs> in the face by Superman. He just looks like a he's a face of a small dog. <laughs> but in a big in metal a big man big shell. Man. <laughs> big beetle thing. Yeah, it does look, kinda look like a beetle shell. Mm-hmm. Hammerhead beetle. His helmet's kinda whack, bro. It doesn't it doesn't look cool, it doesn't look menacing, and it doesn't look who? Great. Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. I don't know. It, you song. literally, he doesn't matter at all. It's just a, a Justice League villain. Oh, okay. Is he cool? No, not really. Something about his helmet not being very No, very it's good. like just big and it looks like antlers almost, but they're like bad metal antlers that aren't... That are floppy. Like they're like yeah. falling down. Like they're not like, they're just like flat, I guess. See, when you say big helmet, I think of like Juggernaut's helmet. And yes, then so. I think of Juggernaut's helmet plus floppy antlers. Yes, correct. <laughs> it's very, That's pretty much exactly. It's basically just Christmas Juggernaut. It's yeah. exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. He even says, I'm the Juggernaut, <laughs> bitch. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. Followed by, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. I mean, what do you think the coolest um, Justice League villain is? That's a very, probably uh, Detective Chimp. You guys know anything about Detective Chimp? Not much. I've looked into Detective Chimp a little bit. I've never actually consumed any media involving Detective Chimp. <laughs> the sentence of "I've looked into a little bit." What, what did you, What did you look into? Detective, Detective Chimp. Detective Chimp is a uh, super intelligent chimpanzee who is smarter than a human being and is also drunk from the Fountain of Youth, so he's immortal and will live forever. And yeah. also runs a detective agency in New York City. Is Detective Chimp part of the um, like the Animal Squad? The Bureau of Amplified Animals. Did you just make that up, or did you look? That I read up? it up. Okay, I read it up. <laughs> the Bureau of Amplified Animals. Does that include like Bat Dog and Super Dog and <laughs> Rex the Wonder Dog? Krypton, crypto, 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 the Super Dog, the currency. And then there's like there's also like Beepo the Super Monkey, right? 
I thought the only monkey Gorilla was... Gorilla Grodd, that's what I was Gorilla thinking Grodd. when you were talking yeah. about. <laughs> Detective Chimpanzee. Wait. Detective Chimpanzee. Chimpanzee. Uh, okay, um, under, like, just the standard, like, Wikipedia, like, Detective Chimp, like, side Google sidebar, like, mm-hmm. with his character and basic lore, uh, it says, movie, colon, Scooby-Doo and Batman, the brave and the bold. I think he was in that movie. I think I remember him being in that movie. It just, just says movie. Like, <laughs> this, this is his this movie. This is the, the movie. This is the I'm sure I've movie. seen the movie because I'm, I'm sure I saw every Scooby Doo movie as a kid, but I do not remember a detective chimp. So I, imagine, I don't remember a Scooby Doo and Batman crossover. So imagine Sherlock Holmes, right? Yeah. And then imagine he's a tiny monkey man. Mm-hmm. You've seen that which, before. Which Sherlock Holmes? Uh, the one before Robert Downey Jr. So, oh, i.e., the ones that all looked exactly the same in the exact same clothes. Okay. Now imagine those clothes. Yeah. On a tiny chimp. Okay. That's what it's. Now I'm reading that like. Curious George book where he wears those clothes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was see that was actually Detective Chimp filling in for Curious George. That makes so much they're, sense. They're close friends. The man in the yellow hat is actually Shaggy. Yeah. What? I found I found that <laughs> George wasn't very curious in that one. It must be because Detective Chimp already knew everything. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Because he solved he, it. He drank from the fountain of youth and he's lived forever. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Detective Chimp goal. Detective Chimp's goal after drinking from the fountain of youth was to eat from the tree of knowledge. <laughs> That's why he, he broke into the Garden of Eden. <laughs> the, the Archangel the Gabriel. Seraphim. Yeah, the seraphim. Oh, good. And then his next goal is to, I don't know, shit in the pond of life. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be some natural feature of some broad conceptual term. <laughs> yeah. The tree of... Oh, we already did tree. Fuck. The bush of... <laughs> Trees. Um, the mountain of love. <laughs> yeah, mountain of mountain love. Of love. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! He's got to go take a crap on the mountain of love. That's how you <laughs> gain the. That's love. how you gain Cupid power. You yeah. think it's a really tall mountain or like a really short one that just like got barely like it's just, classified? It's, like as like a it's actually really, a really long mountain. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say it's a really round one. It's exceptionally of, round mountain. Mountain of love. It's got curves. Exceptionally oh, okay. round. It's got one curve. It's a sphere. <laughs> Does a sphere only have one curve? Is that your take? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's mathematically. Have correct. we talked yes. about the amount straw? of straw? Have we talked about the amount of holes a straw has on this podcast? Nope. A straw has one hole. I say a straw has zero holes. What do you mean? Like topo- topographically, that just doesn't make sense. How many holes does a donut have? Also zero, zero. apparently. Okay. At least you're you know consistent. I mean. I could see an argument for a donut having a hole, just because. Well, actually, no. The hole it, it is usually just rolled into that shape. So no, it doesn't have a hole. I think we've had this argument, it's, isn't it? Uh, I mean, a straw. Like, if you if you were just take like a plane, this doesn't have a hole in it. Doing like doing this doesn't mean it now has a hole in it. Well, I think the idea that a straw has a hole in it is dumb because a, if it if it did, then it wouldn't be a straw. Like it, you can't. You have to say. You have to like. It, it is. Wait, it, its shape is what identifies it as straw. And then if you put a hole in it, I mean, it's just a straw with a hole in it. So uh, a hole, topologically speaking, is a mathematical structure that prevents an object from being shrunk continuously until Twos. it is only one point. Yeah. I'm aware of that definition of a hole. By that yeah. definition, both a straw and a donut have one hole. No, yes, but colloquial, colloquially. Colloquially, you can't argue something mechanically also colloquially, because then you're just being like, yeah, I think so, and I talk like that. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Argument of, you're stupid, and I am writer. <laughs> I'm writer than Okay, you. so wait, go on real quick. Like, 
Why? Why does it have nothing? No. I, why is there zero? I, holes? I, okay. If you let's say you just have like a piece of paper, does it have a hole in it? No. If you fold that piece of paper into a cylinder, does it now have a hole in it? If you staple it together, then yes. No. You staple yes. the, if you staple the ends you folded and you attach them together, then it does. A cylinder that you it? a cylinder that you yes, bore a hole down the middle of is now a straw. It is not. It is either a cylinder with a hole in it, or a straw. And, or a straw. It <laughs> is not a straw with a hole. Classifications in it. that we use in engineering is a straw. You know what a straw denotes, though. Like, do you know the definition of straw? No. Tell me the definition. It's a cylinder with a hole in it. It's like hey. Okay. Oh my god. So cylinder with a hole in it equals straw. The mm. hole is not on the straw side of the equation. So you're saying by naming something a straw, we remove its hole? Yes. Yes. I like, I like the linguistic look at S- it. Semantically speaking, this is a very interesting <laughs> argument. That by, by calling it a straw, the hole inside of the cylinder is no longer a hole. It is what? a feature of the straw. Yeah, but what kind of feature? What would you call it? It's an absence. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's okay because it's a feature doesn't mean it stops being a hole. I mean, okay, let's say all of space time is on a plane. What? And then you Mm. bend this plane around like this. The center of that is not a hole. It just doesn't exist. Space time goes around it. It's a hole in space time. It's just not. No, no, it's just not space time. It's just it just doesn't exist. The space inside a the space quote unquote inside a straw doesn't is not part of the straw. It's it's just not relevant to the equation. Yeah, because there's a hole in it. No. It's not straw. It's not, yeah, duh, it's not a straw. There's a hole there. I mean, if we it's say the that, part- then digging a hole in the ground isn't a real hole. Right. Correct. Technically, yeah. Yeah, topologically okay, because speaking. Because it's not, it's yeah, not so that's not a hole. You'd have to dig a hole all the way through the ground. All the way to the And then you side. just have a straw. And then there's no hole anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're telling me this is your argument. I'll I'll give you I'll okay. give you right now. If I took a bunch of shovels and like thirty dudes and we dug for like four hundred years. Man, 30, he dug, he dug the, a straw to China. All the way through the earth, all the way to okay. the other side. As soon as we breach as soon China. as we breach and we come out the other side, the hole no longer exists and the earth is now a straw. That's <laughs> That's what you're telling me. <laughs> yes, yeah, I like that idea. Straw and, the, and the hole we just spent 400 years digging is not a real thing anymore. Right. Like, now it is just an absence in the earth that is now a straw as well. Yeah. What do, what do you call it up until right before it breaches the surface? What is that whole thing? And there's only yeah. one little bit. Well, you just said it. When it's... It's a hole. It's a that's hole. a hole. That's a hole. But as soon, so as, as soon as it breaches, what is it called? What would you call it? Like, if you were walking by and you saw, you know, a cylindrical gap in the ground... saw 30 men pull out of the ground. <laughs> and I look down and I see... <laughs> and you see a complete blackness as it descends forever. What would you call that? Um, a complete blackness or light on the other side? You wouldn't see light on the other side. Light what if you had a flashlight? <laughs> you know, the man's got a point. <laughs> then, then you could... You'd shine a light on it and the light would shine back. <laughs> it's like a mirror in there, right? Right. The one on the other side is also doing the same thing. Right. You just gotta wait till like the moon lines up on the other well, side. Well, see, the, the or, problem or just is do it at night. The Earth yeah. has too much mass to be a straw. What? That is a very interesting. It's definition not straw shaped. So, so wait, you're wait, 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 wait. Straws can it's, be confined by the it, mass. Well, roughly, you could call so the Earth a sphere. You're saying a straw cannot be spherical. Yes. Even if there is a so wait, so would it still be a hole then because it's not a straw? Yes. It's not a straw, so it's a hole. How much? How much of the Earth would you have to remove? Everything except it, the equator. 
<laughs> the surface of the equator. <laughs> but like how much, what is the height of that, of that bit of outside that you would be okay with calling a straw? Um, what is the halo ring that you're talking about? Enough creating? for a planet-sized um, person to suck liquid through. <laughs> you realize Could like rings the, be, like rings on planets be giant straws. Actually, yeah. no. Is is are the rings of Saturn a straw? That would be awesome. <laughs> if I could put my lips up to the ring of Saturn and then just suck the suck the planet through. See, I don't know. I don't know if I support this this half of the argument. Well, I'm not asking you to. <laughs> it's no longer your argument. I'm not making this argument for people to support it. <laughs> because I'm just thinking, like, if I had a barrel of water and I took a coconut and I poked a hole through it and what? made it into a straw. Interesting. And then I put it half in the water and I sucked through it. That's essentially a straw. It's weird. Essentially. But it's a straw. It has all and the so essence of a straw. If you just made that a bigger <laughs> scale, something you could, something it would out. just be the earth is a straw. So I... Hmm. I don't think anyone could ever functionally suck liquid through the earth. So wait, a straw to you You just is, haven't seen a straw big enough yet. So your, your definition has changed. So a straw is no longer any object... With a cylindrical <laughs> hole through it, as it was before. Well, well I, no, never said, I never said it was any object with a cylindrical hole through it. That's true, because it doesn't have a straw. My, my definition of a straw okay. is okay. it is a plane that is <laughs> curved to meet itself. Basically an infinite plane. So like a Mobius strip is a straw? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, fuck you. So, so, when you when, so when your toilet gets clogged, you say the straws are clogged. Yeah, the straws that are the pipes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Man, if I could drink out of a Mobius strip, think, think about how baller that. How be. long till somebody makes a Mobius strip straw? <laughs> that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Clay well, has to be the first one. You just have he's... to make like a really tiny Mobius strip that was also very, like, wide. That just looks yeah. like a, a crazy straw. Then that, like, that's why that's why Tony Stark ha- was working on that project was because he was making a straw and then he ended up inventing time travel. In Endgame, he's <laughs> in like, yeah, my daughter really wants a Mobius strip straw, and then he's like, oh shit, I figured I'm out time to think travel. Think about like whether or not I would even like because of the way you have to fold a Mobius strip, would it even be possible <laughs> to make one into a straw? Like that's usable by a human, I guess. No, I don't think so. No. It, once it gets thick enough, it's I one of those things. It's, it's one of those maybe by a human whose straws. mouth is also a Mobius strip. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those things where you can only fold a piece of paper like seven times. I think before it's you reach them, times. yeah, before you reach the moon or something like. Oh. No, I think it's eleven times before you can't fold it in half again. Oh, okay. I think I think if you fold a piece of paper in half like twenty times or something, it'll touch the moon from Earth. But I think that was the the thing that I heard. It's something like that. Yeah. I've heard but I think it, I think it's like that where it's like you you reach a certain point where you can't like the Mobius strip material is like too badly shaped for you to actually make a straw out of it. <laughs> what do y'all think about astral projection? Uh, one of my good friends in high school practiced it. Really? Often what? Really? Because he's very much into that. He's also into lots of drugs that make you see things. So it kind of correlates back to like each what other. What kind of things? Like like astral projection. Yeah, I mean that too. Like I remember, like you know, he's he's done some acid, he's done mushies, you know, he's done the good lot of stuff. But he would tell me about the times where, like, because he actively, and I think he's done it less so now, just because he's been so busy with school and stuff. But he would tell me about like the times that he like experienced astral projection, or like times that he had gotten close. And one of them was that like he felt that he was laying in bed. 
but he like he couldn't really move and then he like said that he like reached up and grabbed like a chain and started like pulling himself out of like his body to like move around and Whoa. i think at some point he got snapped back to it and was back in reality as they say you know snap back to reality but yeah i don't know how do you feel about astral projection i just thought that was a very interesting story you just shared thank you I'm, I'm sure he has plenty more that's the one that i just like most vividly remember because i was like what are you on about but he like he's you know very spiritual very much believes in all that i can't say that i do myself but i'm glad that he has a good time with it <clears throat> the easiest explanation would probably be that it's like some sort of um like lucid dream Mm. Yes. <clears throat> and because your purpose is to lay down and leave your body, you fall asleep, and mm. then your dream is that you are leaving your body. Yeah, that imagine that happens. So you just get good at having a dream, a very specific dream. Yeah, mm. I remember he, like, he was, I'm pretty sure he was saying that, like, this had felt different than other times because of, like, this giant, like, like weightedness and, like, <laughs> That it was like he had to like pull himself up, and so I don't know the the times that he had you know gone on trips before like he like he like tries to open his like you know third eye essentially would you know listen to what are the like the different frequency stuff you know oh, and you can like listen to stuff hertz. right yeah and, like Whoa. different hertz to like you know because different ones project different things or whatever else and I remember this one time on his. I think it was just an acid trip. He was telling me about like how stuff like will always stay with you after you've taken like gone on a trip. Like, like you'll just have like little memories of like whatever else. But he was telling me about it was raining, and he was like, "Yeah, I could like look at a raindrop and see it like refract into all the colors and like see everything like reflect on itself." And I was like, "Cool, buddy." <laughs> I was like, "You were on acid." <laughs> it's like I believe you. You know. <laughs> wow. I had something to say, I forget. Yeah, I don't know that I necessarily believe in astral projecting. I I don't know if I'd be surprised if there was some sort of like physical explanation where they're like, well, actually, because consciousness is defined as this, it can technically leave your body. Like, if they did that, I'd be like, okay, I guess so. But I don't know. I don't. I, I, I don't I'm sorry to interrupt. I don't see why, if your consciousness could could say leave your body, why that would mean your your vision. Why you would see yourself, or would, would that just be how it manifests in if it if there's some still link to your body? Like, why would you see yourself? Well, you don't. The only reason you see yourself when you actually project is because you leave your body and then you see your immediate surroundings, which consist of the room you're in, like your body is in. But theoretically, you should only be able to see through your eyeballs, and maybe so. Maybe if you're astral projecting, well, there would be that, another sense, another sense. But that's that was, the point of astral projection is that you see outside of your body. Like you, well, I get you that. sense things outside of your body, including not seeing through your eyeballs. Okay. In which case, it just doesn't make sense, like, as a concept. I just think it's interesting. People, like, think about that. It's one of those things, you know? Like, it's one of those things. Like quartz crystals. Yeah. People think they have special powers. You're gonna go home and try and astral project. So I gotta go charge my crystals while the moon's still out. Mm. Is it out? I mean, it's nighttime. Right? It's interesting. I've, I've met people that were like, that were like, yeah, my my crystals make me luck and good in life and vibe. But I've also met people that are like, I don't believe in that shit. But like, I don't know, they're pretty. I carry them around 
Why not? I want to pause for a second and say like how good of a t-shirt that would be. I, I wear my crystals make me good. Make, make me luck good in life in and life. vibe. <laughs> and others that say. Crystals make me luck good in life and vibe. That's like one of those on, the, on that Instagram merch. page of like, like misprint, like translate, like English translated shirts from like China mm-hmm. that just say like weird shit. Or sometimes they're like a completely normal sentence that is just entirely misspelled. You know? That's good. Yeah, I don't know. There's a there's a lot of like um, I was gonna say pseudo scientific, but it's not pseudo scientific. It's like pseudo witchcraft, like mummery type mm-hmm. stuff that people still believe in. Which is I don't know. It's it's always interesting to me to hear about that. Like, yeah, I know I follow a couple people um who practice like witchcraft or claim to be like Wiccan or things like that. Yeah, and I don't know, like I honestly can't tell if it's that they believe it or that they just want to do it. It's a very fine line, right, between, like, thinking it's cool and between, like, actually believing that crystals will... Right. Yeah. I For my gender and religion class, I wanted, like, our group wanted to investigate, like, like the roles and, like, what happens, like, with Wicca and stuff like that and just, like, that religion. And our professor said no. Really? Yep. Why? Because but- for some reason... She she's good. She's very caring. She's very understanding about stuff like but she we have found out that she really just wants mutual aid projects from everyone and for everyone to go and help homeless people and or people in prison and it's not really yeah. a gender and religion class which kind of bummer cuz I was really looking forward to that but yeah. I I wish I could have learned more about it and like been able to like talk about like like you know that line between like whether they believe it or whether it's just like this is cool. I want to do this because this is interests me. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's both. Um, and historically, I imagine it was more on the believing it side than the I just think it's cool side. But like modern people just, I don't know, they find out about like witchcraft or Wicca or whatever, like other things. Like even when it comes to like crystal healing and things like that, people just find out about it and they're like, oh, that's cool. Like I, I can't help but wonder whether they like actually believe it or if they just do it and maybe come to believe it over time just because they keep doing it it's like a superstition like never wash your jersey just like i've I've done it for like five years now and i don't know i have grown as a person and life is getting better so therefore it must be because of (laughs) crystals that's how i feel like yeah like superstitions like that's how i feel like people must get into astrology that way you know Mm, like they'll hear about something and they'll they'll like read a horoscope for themselves and they'll be like oh that like kind of makes sense and then they'll like <laughs> just, just like keep reading them because they think it's interesting until eventually they just like believe Fall it wholesale. It. Yeah. 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 I feel like one day you just happen to read one and then like something very specific happens that relates to that horoscope and you're like, man, maybe I should pay more attention to my horoscope. And then you just like you go down a rabbit hole yeah. like that. Mm. Um, especially when it comes to like finding out your other signs, like anything beyond like your sun sign, things like that. You're rising and else yeah <laughs> and like all of the houses and things like that like that's something that i know exists but never think about because i i don't understand it i don't know how it relate to me and in my head i'm like um these imaginary words that we've assigned to imaginary concepts could in no way affect me um because it just doesn't mean anything like physically in the world right um well that, that there's another um the the way like all of that kind of stuff like all all the way from like astrology to like um 
feng shui and like all those kinds of like philosophies about how like various you know totems and various like dates and times and the way like energy moves through materials and stuff affects people um it's all i mean at least to me and then you know i hope this doesn't alienate alienate very many people <laughs> but it's all like completely made up bullshit but it's very interesting to me um because it touches on like the concept um which is really prevalent in a lot of like uh the fiction i read for some reason which is that like um belief like human belief has power in of itself which i don't i don't really think that that is true in the real world because it just doesn't make it's sense like manifestation yeah 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 but um it, it's exactly what it is but there's a lot of like um fiction and especially in like um fantasy um where like um there will be like if enough people believe in something then it just becomes true and like, it has power yeah yeah there's there's correct. there's a lot of fantasy where like the only reason why like gods exist is because they have worshipers and exactly like how powerful a god is is based off of like how many people worship and their their nature god. is defined yeah, yeah, by... by what the people who worship it think it is like you yeah know? um and uh in like uh like warhammer 40k there's a whole species like the the orcs in that um the reason why like the orcs in warhammer uh or in, it's like yeah warhammer 40k are interesting is because they're not just you know like big you know green murder orcs like they always are in a lot of fantasy um but they also have like this latent like psychic ability throughout the whole species where if enough of them believe something then it's just true like um they paint their cars red like their their motorbikes and stuff red because they think it makes them go faster and then it does and their cars go faster yeah <laughs> that's like that's that's how really that world cool. works yeah like they had this there was this whole story i read about it where like they stole um like a tank from the humans um and then uh they were like driving around the tank blowing everybody up and for some reason like the the humans like couldn't destroy the tank and it's because like the orcs put a box inside it and they were just like yeah, this box makes it indestructible. And so like all the bullets and stuff just like couldn't blow up. It's like it's like shit like that. Like that's a, you know, a pretty like dumb, you know, dumb, funny. Yeah. And that's like that's what the orcs are all about is like things that are like dumb and funny. Like and that's part of like a lot of the ways like the humans beat the orcs and stuff is they just convince them that the orcs like should be dead and then they all die. You know? Like, oh, wow, that's it's, it's stuff like that, but it's like that that power of belief is really present in a lot of fantasy and I think it's really like um I don't know. I I don't I don't think uh, you know Carl Jung was a uh, like correct <laughs> a lot of things he said, but um, like the idea of like the collective unconscious stuff. I think that is certainly a pretty big idea that a lot of people share. You know, mm -hmm. is that idea of like belief as meaning, even even in the real world, people think that. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think even if people don't believe it on such a grand scale as you know if everybody believes it then it's true i i think people believe on a personal level they're like they, people like to i guess you see this on a personal level a lot with people who say oh i'm trying what does that like necessarily entail because you know when you think like oh maybe somebody is trying to lose weight oh are you working out are you dieting or are you just thinking about doing those things <laughs> you just think you want it to happen repeatedly. yeah do you just are you just unhappy with your current weight or how you look or things like that or when you know I'm guilty of this too like when I get an assignment and I was like oh I tried the assignment chances are I didn't because if I tried it I would have been like oh it's not that hard and done it mm -hmm. um, but 
my definition of trying it was I thought about it and then decided not to do it. I mean, I feel like people conflate the idea of the like I mean the power of the un- unconscious mind that you have that you can use to your advantage and belief. I feel like they like mm-hmm. they think about those two as almost the same thing as like if I believe something like like are they they misinterpret that I guess like because if if you like train yourself to do things subconsciously and like good things like I like if you train yourself to not think of fast food as food you're not gonna eat it and you're gonna be healthier right and so if you just do enough of the things like that over time you're gonna be a better person if you but if you like think like oh I believe that this I don't know if I can use that same food example in that. But if you just like, oh, I believe that this is going to happen. I believe I'm going to get that job. So therefore, I'm going to get it instead of training yourself subconsciously to do things that would make you better at that job. Right. I thought people just miss... miss. Uh, yeah, I think it's a combination of like confirmation, bi- um, confirmation bias and also um, there are, you know, legitimate things like when you are in dire need, your body surpasses its limits by, you know, secreting adrenaline and you can naturally do things that you wouldn't normally be able to do per- just because your mind would tell you you can't do that. Um, like, you can, you know, lift a car despite the fact that it is crushing your bones and your muscle tendons are breaking. Because normally, in a situation, like, if I'm doing this and I'm going to, like, press like, against, like, a, a, a wall so hard that it, like, crushes my bones, my brain will say, don't do that, there's no point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're going to die either way... It, that is that limit is kind of removed right and I, I feel like that is also a contributing factor because there are real stories of you know a mother's car is trapped in is trapped in an overturned car so she'd like lift the car or some shit like that um and so i think it's like grand stories like those combined with like confirmation virus virus bias <laughs> i i think that's a really interesting point for sure um because i mean a lot of that stuff uh is really about um, like the subconscious, you know, or that's what, that's what people like think it's about when they do it. Um, and I don't know, per- personally, it was interesting, Cam, when you brought up the, like, oh, I, I know I'm going to get that job. So I'm going to get that job. Like as just, and rather than like putting in your mind, like the habits that will make you get the job by like, you know, being a good employee, you know, a good worker. Um, because I, I don't know. I feel like you hear that stuff all the time from like the same people who like, talk about like self-help stuff all the time it's all about like a self-help scam yeah exactly yeah the reason why people write self-help books is to get rich off of self-help books yeah it's not because they got rich and then wanted to help other people how to get rich yeah um but uh like a lot of people in that kind of field i guess if you can count it as one talk about that kind of stuff of like you just gotta you know train your your subconscious you know train your routines to do that stuff which i think which has merit i think i think that's like you know it's like training yourself to you know shock people when you touch them it's like (laughs) something you could technically do it's like a human being can like has the capacity to like every time they touch somebody to impart an electrical pulse Uh you know (laughs) into that person I don't think it's something necessarily that would work the same way for everybody. I don't think it's something necessarily that is teachable, I guess, mm-hmm. to everybody in a sense. And it's, I, I don't even think it's a matter of like teachability even. I think it's a matter of like the the brain is like so different for everybody. I just think it lacks context. 
Well, and that's that's kind of what I'm going for, I guess, is that like language doesn't really possess the necessary clarity of information to impart like how to accomplish stuff like that. Like, just think about how many like thoughts going through your head are not like words, like are not language. You know, yeah. like, like how many, how much of what you think is not communicable? Yeah, how much of what you think is just feeling that like we try to explain like. Oh, you know, when I think about this person, I get this like mood in my head. Like this person is like purple, but they're like, you mm -hmm. know, they've got like green flecks, but they're that's, they're not really like color doesn't really mean what I'm, you know, it's like shit like that that people say all the time, you know, when they're just like get, I, can't, I just can't spiritual. tell that to you. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't mean anything to anybody else. Like I could be like, oh sure, yeah, purple, whatever. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. But like there, every time you think of like another person, or every time you think of like a place that's important to your life, you get like this brain image that is not just you know the direct literal visual translation of who that person is you know you have like this atmosphere is the only way i can think now to here, here's an interesting question do you think that eventually i mean languages has have evolved over time to be mm -hmm. more and more inclusive of various concepts i don't know about that actually i, I, don't, I mean some of them have i think languages have, have evolved to increase you know information transfer mm -hmm. i don't know if they make it like better at well, certain types of unimportant information for survival. And yeah, anyway, do you think eventually like a language would or will could or will be created that would like involve concepts like that? Like so that every like child, like person would, would grow up with the idea of like, Oh, when a, when a person makes me feel green and purple or whatever, when I, there's a word for that. And like you have that, like you can, it's like when you smell something, like a nostalgic, you just have that, like, feeling. It's like you, you could attribute, like, language to that smell, I guess, is the best, like, way I could describe that I think describe it's that totally today. possible that, like, a language that has that kind of communication already exists, and we're just not knowledgeable enough to know about it. Like, uh, there's so many things that, like, human beings, com like, communicate differently, like, based on the language they speak. Mm -hmm. Just because, like, that's the way we're, like, trained to think that... I, I mean, there's tons of ways, like, people who speak different languages, like, literally think differently about yeah. things, you yeah. know? Um, and I think that holds true for even that kind of stuff. Like, I think it's entirely possible that there already is a language where people think like that. Yeah, I don't... I, I think what you're trying to get at is, like, the idea of, like, an ultimate language where you could convey anything. Is yes, that what you're talking I about? Yes, I guess that would be. I don't think that could possibly exist. I think it's, like, the same thing as, like, pixels on a screen. We can keep getting better and better resolution, but we will never be able to recreate an object exactly in full, like, how you would see it. Just because mm -hmm. our eyes are not good enough, <laughs> like, literal physical senses I in mean, order to intake that information. Yeah. I think you could get it to where a language would, basic, would be, like, perfect and that you could convey anything that you want to. Relevant, yeah. Um, but I don't think you could, like, ever perfectly capture a nuance without literally being able to transfer your feelings to someone else and be like mm. here you feel this for a second that's that's me right now mm. <laughs> no it's interesting too because so much of the of the actual use of language by um the everyday individual is just like vernacular like it's literally just what you speak it's you literally know? just and like a I, I think of it sometimes as like a bridge a bridge to meet empathy i guess like like the like if i mean if you have a population of moderately emotionally like um, uh emotionally uh good people what is that what is that word emotionally Empathetic? intelligent emotionally intelligent people 
you like if if you're like oh I need you to give you this information, but language can only take me so far. But you can get far enough that they know what you know what you mean. I guess they have enough emotional em- empathy to like be like okay I get I get that. And I feel so, like a lot of that is assumption based though. Yeah, that, I think so as well. Just because like. Even when it's not something as abstract as emotion, even if it's literally an action that I'm telling you to do, I could be like, okay, um, nail this board to this board. Yeah. And give you no tools besides two boards and say, nail these together. Are you going to actually nail them? Are you going to use a screw? What kind of hammer are you going to use? When you think about swinging a hammer, how are you thinking about swinging it? Things like that. Like, I could get really specific down to the point of, I want you to swing with this amount of force, and I want you to use this brand of hammer and this type of nail. And, like, I could nuance it down to where you basically do almost exactly what I'm saying. But even despite that, my image of what you should do and your image of what you should do based on what I'm telling you will vary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's In a phenomenal analogy. Yeah, yeah sure. I guess it would just require, like, shared experience of doing that so that your image is, I mean, I guess, I guess it still could never be close. I, I think that's a lot of what, you know, emotional intelligence, quote unquote, is, is people, like, making assumptions about how they think other people feel just making then, similar enough assumptions if they've i guess sure. I, I mean it's relevant i guess it's relative to like culture entirely oh, oh for sure yeah. yeah people of different cultures will i mean have different like feelings towards different things for sure I, it's it's just a really interesting topic about that stuff because like i like people don't really use language to its like fullest extent nowadays you know um like i'm sure if Everybody, you know, who spoke English spoke, you know, every word of English. We could probably, you know, have like more specifically beautiful art, you know, or like more specific, like connotative descriptions of things where we could really get these feelings across. But it's just, there are things that like don't, I mean, language is learned practically, right? Like you're taught it as a kid, as you grow up. You know, or you're taught it in school. You I know? mean, even learning in school is how do I relive my life quicker right. in this language? Exactly. And that kind of stuff, like there are things that just don't get brought up. In, like, th- like think about it like me or you trying to read like a scientific paper about a topic that we don't really know anything about, right? Like you're, you're going to see a ton of words that just don't mean anything to you. Until you like have to go back and you like read the definition in the paper before, and sometimes they won't even make until a definition it's, because until it's just, relevant. Yeah, until you want, you feel yeah. like you need to. And I even guess. then, it will take many, many repetitions of that word before you develop a framework around like what that word means and what it really means, like in different contexts. Yeah, and how you know people are using it, and so I mean that's what like connotation is for words, right? Yeah, you know? I think that's the difficult part is that. A perfect language would theoretically have no connotation at all. It would right. just have a word to describe that's, every single possible. That's very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I, I can imagine that would be accomplished through like maybe vowel sounds. Like, oh, if you use this vowel sound with this consonant structure, then it changes the tone of the word. At that like, point, along. it's it's so complex that like it just doesn't seem like it would ever occur naturally, right? You would have to have an extreme, like an infinitely a person with infinitely diverse experiences. Like, you'd yeah. have to do everything yeah. as a person. But and that, that's the interesting thing is, like, how would, do you think, like, a native speaker of such, like, a mechanically complex language would be possible? Like, people are people are pretty good at learning languages when they're babies and stuff, but we kind of tend to, like, fall into linguistic, like, similarities across pretty much every language. Like, every, every language, you know, uh, has, like, 
the words for like mother and father are always like baba or, or dada ma, or like yeah. pipi or you know baba or bibi you know they're all like simple consonant and simple vowel like right after each other you know and yeah. like that's kind of like children learn languages that way you know they make you know small sounds into bigger and bigger sounds overall and do you, do you think children have the capacity to like learn that many complex differences i don't think it would be possible for a native speaker speaker of a different language to learn it right i think it could only be natural it could only like you couldn't and, but and they could never become like naturally fluent in it unless people were speaking it all around them to each other to yeah to that's them. why i don't think that will necessarily happen and this is just you know along the mechanics of a language that i just thought of but i imagine how it would go if this were even like a the uh, like a possible language is if people were speaking it it wouldn't it still wouldn't be perfect in that even though you could convey a perfect range of emotions i think everybody's would be different depending on their vocal palate their tone where you know their throat like where their voice sits naturally in their throat um and you know a lot of times with like tonal languages those are much easier if you're a native speaker than if you're trying to learn them for sure yeah cause especially you... from a language that doesn't have tonal context you know mm -hmm. in english the most tonal context we have is like is something sarcastic or not or is it a question or not right. or we mm -hmm. yell when we're angry things like that um your voice gets higher pitched maybe when you talk louder or something mm -hmm. like that's the extent of like tonal and dynamic language in english so you're saying that like the, like the only possible version of this language of this perfectly connotationless language involves all of the possible say human sounds we could make i mean and so every not everyone can make the same range of human sounds so therefore some of it would be selective selective it, it would have to right <laughs> just to be able to have because like we it would have to have thousands of Infinite. times as many words yeah. as we have you know, in English that we regularly use. It would either need every possible sound or it would need a range of like pitch um, arrangements. Or, so or like both. maybe falling need... and rising mean different things in or, certain orders. Honestly, it might just need to have like a bunch of different like word combinations and people would just talk really, really fast. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I, I feel like it would come down to a combination of a lot of different aspects of different languages. How would um, like say German just has a lot of different like um, fractions of words that can be tacked onto the beginnings or ends of things to mm -hmm. make it mean something else or to add to the meaning. Mm -hmm. Or how um, a lot of Asian languages rise or fall in certain places and that can change the definition of a word entirely. Although I think usually that just changes the definition and not like the color of a word or anything like that. It would be like Greenlandic where you can have whole sentences that are literally just one word. Right. Yeah. Like I think it would literally just come down to language, like sound language would almost just be like color how there's a big wheel of it mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. whatever sounds you pick out of there are what the word means somehow yeah. that's, that that's pretty, pretty crazy and i think if somebody were to speak this like their worldview would be completely different because everything would be related somewhere on like mm -hmm. this big sphere of object yeah i mean if you didn't know like blue was like over there okay. from green or something like you would think about them probably as much separate much farther apart Think about aspects of the world. Think about all the puns you could make, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> In that language with like all like you know a near comprehensive syllabic <laughs> structure for everything. It's wild. Yeah, but um, also what I was thinking about is because like what I was saying, everybody's voice would be different. Everybody like how they perceive this language and how they use it would be different. 
like I think in order to genuinely like fully be able to interact with somebody, you'd have to know them for a very long time to know like, oh, when they make like the ah sound, is it really the ah sound or is it the ah sound or the ah sound or like what? Like how does it? Oh how does yeah, because the language relate to yours. Because yeah, an accent in that case would change everything about the way somebody talks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, actually, that's interesting. Like, like the different dialects of German, like Hochdeutsch is like high high German. That's like the what you were taught, and that's like the, what you would ever use in a formal context, mm-hmm. or like if you go to like a big city. But like, like neighbors don't understand each other in Germany, in like in like rural areas. Like the, the dialects are just so different. And so I mean, in the, it would be infinitely multiplied in this yeah, yeah. It, it would i think it would actually just come down to like you would probably talk similarly to your parents um but compared to somebody you've never met um you would only have a rough estimation of what they're saying or maybe how they feel about what they're saying compared to i mean i guess it wouldn't be all that different from now like like <laughs> i said i could tell you n- nail these two boards together in this perfect language where like the, the inflection of my voice tells you exactly what manner and angle and power and speed and like every single detail. Mm-hmm. But because you don't know me well enough, you wouldn't get as much information as somebody who knew me really well. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's, that's a really interesting point. Cause if you boil it down in, even in English, if you know somebody really well and they tell you to, you know, go nail up two boards together, you'll know almost exactly what they want you to do. If you if you know them well enough, you know. Yeah. Which I guess I, I guess that's interesting, kind of like cyclical thought, but it makes you realize that there's a lot of human interaction that just is non, really verbal in context. Yeah, I think rather than a perfect external language, because you know, language can only be done, like so well, mm-hmm. and like understanding two different people, like two two different people understanding each other, can only happen to a certain point. I feel like a much better method of communication would be like something like telepathy or theoretically like what telepathy is where you can literally just send them your like idea mm-hmm. of what something your, is. Yeah. That part, that bit of your consciousness. I'm, I'm pretty intrigued by, by that concept too, because like scientists have already been making strides in like studying people's brain waves and stuff. And then like being able to like, they will, they'll tell somebody like, Oh, think of a cat. And then the scientists will like look at their you know EKG scans and be like, yeah, you were thinking of a of a cat. And then they'll copy and yeah. paste it. And then they'll be like, okay, now think of something else. And they'll be like, now you're thinking of a dog. You know, like they'll they'll be able to know. They already know how to do that. Like they can study the brain scans. Yeah, I think it would be interesting. Um, like maybe they've done this, maybe they haven't. But if they were to say like, think of a a cat, and then they could describe the cat that you're thinking of. Like, oh, it's a calico cat, or it's a like it's a Maine Coon, and it's about this big, and it has like a mm-hmm. white streak on its paw or something. I don't know if they've gotten that specific yet, or like, probably even not. How. But like, I that that would I feel like that honestly is a is a field like that might be too um, like mathematically complex for like people to read. We'll probably need yeah. some sort of like AI assistant to really boil that stuff down. But um, it is a really cool idea to think about like taking someone's like brain image of an animal or you know and then like transposing that into someone else's brain waves yeah i think um have you all seen the like the joe rogan interview of elon musk i have not i've seen pieces of Mm -hmm. it okay in that elon talks about um a theoretical third like a new um like cortex of the brain that would be an ai 
Um, so basically he was talking about how you could have, like, theoretically an AI implanted that would work with your brain. It would figure out calculations. It would translate languages. Basically a lot of the things that we would use, like, Google for or school for, like, those would all instantly just happen in your head. Mm-hmm. And so it, it would change human interaction in a way that, like, language, you know, somebody speaks a different language to you, you don't have to know that language. You would just automatically know what they're saying. Or you just automatically know it. Yeah. Or, like, calculations, math would be pointless because you can already do all the calculations pretty much instantly, mm-hmm. things like that. And um, obviously the mechanics of this, like, are way out of our league at the moment. Um, but I was thinking, like, if that were to become a thing and evolve, like, I guess, like, a sort of biomechanical device that could evolve with the human brain, um, I feel like you would eventually be able to develop a way in which you could literally recreate somebody else's brainwaves in your brain by sending them through, like, some sort of, you know, like, Wi-Fi or Wi-Fi adjacent. Good te- like, texture friend, like, a thought of something, like... Yeah, you'll, you'll be like, what do you think about the new, sh- uh, the new sheets? You know, you're talking to, like, yeah, you're buying bed sheets, and you, like, send... The, your wife's at work. And yeah, like, and you, yeah. like, send her the the feeling on their fingers of you yeah. touching the sheets. Or, like, new bed. You can go yeah. mattress shopping alone. Yeah, you're new, just like, new bed, how do you feel? And then they're just... I, I feel yeah, like, good. <laughs> at that point, uh, like, with that kind of interaction, then you go into, like, what are the limits slash, like, when do you just have, like, a sensory overload? Like, if you're getting something from your husband about the sheet somewhere and then your kid is like trying to tell you where it hurts and then you know something else is going on like you're dealing with your own thing like like then like how does your you know how are we going to compensate well that would just probably naturally select for adhd (laughs) i think um what would more likely happen is that we would lean towards being a hive mind um in that okay your kid would no longer be like, oh, dad, I fell down and scraped my leg. What do I do? I'm crying. It hurts. You would just get the sensation of exactly what happened to them, and you would be like, oh. And, and then you would think, oh, this is what I should do, and then that person would just do it. Mm. And okay, it it like, might not even be you. It might be a collective. Everybody gets this sensation, right. and everybody's like, this is what has to happen, and even the youngest member could be like, oh, I need to do this now. Yeah, the kid wouldn't even ask you, probably, at some point. It would just quote quote google it it would just be like what do i do that's kind of crazy to think about raising a kid without a verbal language at all like raising them with only that like direct brain to brain what use do they have for their mouth other than making gurgling noises or if they wanted to be trained in art like singing or something yeah they would just become fluent in that like thought talk Mm -hmm. like sending it's kind of wild um which you know Sorry to interrupt. I, I was just going to say that, like, talking about this really does make me question. Like, like, you see this trope in, like, fantasy or sci-fi or even just, like, any nonfiction work all the time. Even if it's comedy, you'll see a race that is, like, a hive mind. And they say that they've evolved. They've reached, like, peak form of living where they all become a hive mind and just work to collectively advance knowledge or some shit like that. Like, you see that trope, you know, you've seen it multiple times. Probably. Yeah. And, you know, thinking about this, my first thought was, you know, oh, I wouldn't want that. I like my individuality. But you think about the logical course of things, like first you develop, you know, maybe this third cortex or you just advance human understanding to the point where things like math and language are inherent in you and then other things become inherent in you and it gets to the point where, you know, let's say you're to be able to communicate telepathically, would it not be 
like in your best interest in that case to be able to constantly tele like telepathically communicate with everybody so that you're never out of the loop of what is happening everywhere. And so, like, I don't know, this has kind of brought it into my mind that, you know, maybe logically, maybe not um, ethically or in my heart of hearts, I want, you know, I maybe not that, but, like, I feel like logically you could definitely reach that hive mind stage through the use of something akin to telepathy or, like, you know, mental recreation, like, brainwave pattern. Yeah. Like, that sort of thing. I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting Do you think there would be... This is a weird question. Do you think there'd be any possible way to to keep individuality at that stage? Like, I just don't see why you would want to, I guess. Yeah. I mean, unless you'd like... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, throughout all of humanity, we've been trying to get like better and better at communication. Like, I mean, at least at least for me, I feel like that's a huge part of what art is at all, is communicating like very specific ideas like sort of what we've been talking about about these ideas that are hard to express through language mm -hmm. you know and the idea of like literal like thought forms like not even needing to put it down into a medium in order to express like a subjective idea but just like sending your literal like objective brain thought to mm -hmm. other people seems like the final step what's what's interesting because like like while I was like zoned out for a little bit slash like I was just like thinking because you guys started talking about like oh if I tell you to you know and, and like this language that we were talking about earlier like if I tell you to nail it you'll know exactly what to do or like oh maybe you won't understand because of like whatever else mm -hmm. whether it is an accent or like you'll miss out on stuff like there I I wanted to look it up but I, I just I realized I hate art history um, <laughs> there is this there was a couple artists that did it and you know during one of the art periods um but what their main thing was is you write down usually on like a small little like note card or whatever else and you give them something to do and the art is you following these steps to experience what they experienced and like communicating to them like like this feeling of doing it and so one of them is like Grab some hammer, like grab a hammer, grab some nails every single day, two o'clock, nail a nail onto this board. Put the hammer down, continue your day. Wake up the next day, grab your hammer, grab your nails, nail a nail, go on. And mm -hmm. like this experience that you're only ever gonna like get, like if you follow these things and like your experience, like as much as it's like, hey, literally just do this and you're doing it, right? Your experience will always differ from. The person that did it, whether you're a second off, mm -hmm. whether you have a different brand or whatever else, whether you did it for the whole rest of your life and this person did it for two weeks, like it's very, it's very interesting. And so, what's interesting, you would so in in the case of a hive mind situation, maybe the I guess the intrinsic point of living at that point, because I mean resources not a problem at that, like not, not even relevant, not even like far removed being relevant. Like, you would just want to collect as many experiences as possible just to send to everybody. And that would be not even maybe even an art form. It would just be the purpose of living. Like oh, yeah. would, That's I, the crazy thing, too, right? Is, like, one person would experience something and then, like, you could just kind of save that. And everybody would know what it would be like to experience that one thing in that exact way. What are my saved memories? Mm. Right. <laughs> it, it would kind of, it's kind of interesting because it would... Um, I guess there's no real way to compare that sort of life to what we have now in terms of like diversity of experience because I mean we all only have one experience too. 
you know, our own experience. Mm -hmm. But like in that world, you would have, if multiple people did one thing, you would have those very varied experiences of doing the same thing. But you would also have like, you would lose the necessity for multiple people to experience the same thing, except in terms of like art reasons, you know, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. like, or like it was a, like quote unquote like very bad experience like oh right I went like you know someone in our hive mind went skydiving and who knows like they just didn't have yeah. fun and like then everybody gets this feeling of skydiving is not fun but for some reason if like some sort of individ individuality stuck mm-hmm. out and was like oh I want to go experience again then you have like everybody gets this experience of a really good one and a really bad one or something like that right yeah to I've... like encompass it is maybe like the thought that it want to do that I could see is like. They want to experience as much as they can, right? Like like we were talking about. So you'd want to get like a good one and then a bad one. Mm-hmm. So like, it's yeah. interesting. I feel like um, the optimal place would be that term of where you can like selectively experience things. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like how we have the internet now. If that were to just be in your head and you could be like, oh, I want to experience skydiving because I don't know if I actually want to go yet. You could like download the feeling of skydiving and be like, no, I don't want that. <laughs> or yes, terrifying. <laughs> but I mean, the, the even craziest thing is, is like you would download the experience of skydiving and it would be a near indistinguishable from like your own experience of skydiving would be like, you would just be yeah. getting the experience of it. Like you wouldn't, you would need to do it. You could, you would, you wouldn't need to do it unless I, I feel like it almost gets to the point where like the only people who go out and like do stuff like that would be like eccentrics, you know, yeah. <laughs> would, yeah, would be no, people right. who are like people who are like a little bit out there and everybody's like, Oh, did you hear about Jeff? He actually like went to France. Like he like t- got on a plane and went to France. He found a plane somehow. <laughs> yeah, cause, cause <laughs> As opposed know. to just like looking up the memories of everybody who right. lives in France right now and just flipping through, <laughs> like, you know, like. Yeah, I think, I don't know, there would definitely be a sweet spot where it's somewhere in between. Um, but it it almost reminds me in a way of like, you know, talking like small scale to large scale, um, you know, single celled organisms were originally just single cells and then some of them combined and then they made bigger cells. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, um, I don't know if this is like a confirmed theory or if it's just a theory. I don't know if it's confirmed or just a theory, but basically, like, originally there were just, you know, different single cells that had their own various functions, and eventually they combined so that, like, the organs within a cell are actually what used to be old single-celled organisms that just Mm -hmm. evolved into one organism. That's how mitochondria are, for sure. They were an entirely separate organism. I feel like that's almost what people would become at a point, is, you know, we wouldn't even think of us as, oh, I'm Clayton anymore. I would just think of me as that one part of this just an arm of, we are yeah. the balcony brothers there yeah. isn't clay josh cameron and connor it is just the balcony brothers. we share a mind one yeah one body how close do you think one balcony how close do you think you could get to like because I, I want for some reason i'm saying i want to say the, the objective truth like as a as a species like another another an alien species like finds human planets and mm-hmm. we are just like i mean planets at that point but human area of space and we are just like chilling, doing whatever. Like, what would we be doing? Like, 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 if you have all of the experiences. I mean, and this is not an answer to this question. It would just be because if if it was an average of all experiences humans could possibly have, where would that like where would that middle point sit? I wonder. That would, that's just a crazy question like, to think about. I have no idea how to even begin to speculate on that. Like, what, yeah. are you saying like what's the middle point of what is the mid experience? what is the midpoint yeah, what, of all human experience? <laughs> what yeah. is the median? Of all human experience. What is what is the opinion of 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 a human or a para human organism after 
experiencing all of the things. Does it right. does it come into instead of like us trying to get a middle point for every experience like individually like there's four of us here there's four experiences that like could be shared mm -hmm. throughout our collectiveness and like instead of it being like oh we're all sharing the time we ate guthries it then becomes this middle point of the middle point of like a life cycle of like what is the middle life like that experience of living a whole life like what is the middle point i'm saying like, like everyone if, else? if we were a, a intergalactic space hive mind and we had experienced everything and part of that like a, that average of experience told us that we don't need to expand anymore would would like and like that like that was like one of our opinions or like what like maybe that wouldn't be the opinion maybe the opinion would be we need to expand a lot and then there's a bunch of hive minds doing fighting and then that's a whole nother I feel planet. like I mean I feel like in general there's like two extremes to that kind of like future right there's one where we become like a very very like sensitive like emotional species where we're constantly trying to like hedonistically search for new experiences you know and like yeah that's kind of what i lean mm -hmm. towards and then there's the other option of where when everybody's like emotions like come together they all sort of like everybody kind of has had every experience and so people kind of like lose out on that need to chase new experiences and we kind of just become like oh what would be the the best thing for the species right to yeah like keep us yeah. so would it be just expansion yeah. or whatever it would, yeah. It would, yeah it would either i mean it's i feel like we either become like hedonistic you know like self-assured psychopomps uh -huh. none of those words meant anything together none of them actually <laughs> had any so like, i like cool. the word psychopomps yeah well, psychopomp is like Charon. he's a guy that takes you to the underworld but yeah. um <laughs> we just become like hedonistic just you know sit in our bubble and have all the good experiences all the time or we become like robots basically who just all work to serve the greater needs of the human hive mm -hmm. you know like i feel like it would be a combination of the two i think there would be you know people who are the organ that goes and advances science or says we need to go to this planet now because it's the next one mm -hmm. that we can get to that has resources and then there would be the people who were like oh Nobody's experienced what it's like to um, stick just their pinky into a black hole, so I'm going to do that now. <laughs> and, and it's even it, the crazy thing is like they could even be like the same person, like yeah. they could even be the same thing because like if you if in this future like you can experience anything, you can like literally have your body you know go and do like manual labor while you yourself are experiencing something entirely different. You know. Yeah. Um, and I also think, like, eventually, you know, we've experienced every human experience. Well, what's next? We experience, you know, whatever animals there are. Maybe we've experienced all of the animal sensations, and oh, now we experience. Think about that. We now experience, we make new animals. Yeah, you think we'd be creating new senses? Because, like, there, are, I mean, we know for a fact that there are other, like, senses. You know, like mm -hmm. birds, sharks can, like, a lot of fish can sense like magnetic fields and stuff. Mm -hmm. You think people would like? be you know genetically modifying themselves and like maybe not themselves but like other like children so that they would have like n literal like senses that no humans had ever had before and then you would download the experiences of those people i mean there is already a um i don't know how far along this is in this is like, like implementation but there is a device that people have had implanted that basically tells you which direction you're facing really like biologically it gives you a sense of like 
compass direction. North, south, east, west. That's, that's kind of that's pretty. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. What happens when you walk like next to a magnet? Does it fuck you up? You're, like, <laughs> you're just like whoa. whoa. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's tuned to um, like the poles well enough that a magnet, like it would have to be a strong magnet. But like, I, I think mean, that is really strong, yeah, large. Somebody drives magnet. by with a I'm big magnet in their yeah. car. You just got like a neodymium <laughs> magnet, like in your house, though. God, the Are neodymium you, magnet like, again. Wow. That's weird. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel, I feel like it could be like, you know, that one point in your life where you're like, I don't know which direction. And then as soon as you're out of range, you're like, oh, it's that way. Yeah. I'm just I wondering mean, if, if, like, if you grew up with that sense, would you think you would use it to literally, like, navigate with your legs? Like, do you think you would walk around in the dark, like, mainly using that sense as a probably? To, like, I, I think that's, like, another, like, because, like, if, if you're in your house and you turn off all the lights, right, and you yeah. try and walk somewhere, like, you can have a picture of your head, like in your head, and like you can use your like senses, like you could feel around. And you can you be could, mostly accurate, right? And so I think by adding that, like compass, that's just another sense that you could rely on to like memorize something or memorize a path. You're just thinking coordinates. You'd be like, my cor- my computer <laughs> in my room is at see this negative thirty north. Yeah, that's the ultimate extension of that sense. Is instead of telling you your cardinal direction, you just have like an innate like GPS setting like, it's like going playing minecraft and just hitting f3 yeah, yeah, yeah you, you're just like but you don't even have you don't even think about it in numbers you just think about it as in like by i am here like yeah, i, I just yeah. sense i sense being in this part of the world <laughs> yeah i think like i don't know it's weird because i feel like in order for that to be useful to you you'd have to have it implanted as a child and right. grow up with it because like i could get that now and i'd be like okay this thing is saying something uh, i think that means north or something right yeah you would have like, to develop it's like people with cochlear implants if they get them when they're a kid they can like hear people as if they're talking like normally but if you get them when you're an adult you just kind of have to use it as like a really like bad hearing aid that's super like huh. wild yeah but i thought it was interesting that that's a thing and there's also i don't know how real this is to be honest like i've seen i've read a couple articles on it mm-hmm. but it was like a telescopic um contact lens mm-hmm now the main problem with, that I saw with it is that it was big, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it like, stuck out, just like <laughs> the eyeball. Yeah, That's it, pretty like funny. it was still a lens, obviously, mm-hmm. but it just poked out so far that I was like, I don't know if my eyelids could like close around that. But also, no sleeping with it on, of yeah. course. Like <laughs> it goes around into see your dreams better. You'd have to learn, like physically, and like you'd have to ingrain in your brain the the physical shortcuts of like zooming in with your eyeballs. Mm-hmm. What that would like entail? What, what that? that it's like. just like learning a new like muscle memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I feel like my biggest thing is always like the sense of like de- like depravity or depravity like right after it's gone. Like, what happens mm, when yeah. you don't have it and you can't do that anymore? Like, what happens when you know you, that's that that was the other the thing magnet. that was like the magnet is like if I walk next to a, a large magnet and like then all of a sudden that feeling that I've known like my whole life is gone. It's just like. If you were to go blind or deaf, like out of nowhere, right? Disorienting, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's interesting too, because like that's a f- thing that people experience, right? Like now, people lose their senses. You know, mm-hmm. people yeah. go blind, people go deaf, people lose their sense of smell. You know, I but, think in the case of this magnetic sense, having a, a strong magnet around you or something that could change like your magnetic sense, that that would just be like hallucinating. I feel like right for just a small bit, except you. That's so weird because we don't have any senses that are like that. that well, right. it, it would just so, be akin to dizziness. 
I, I, I was imagine, thinking like yeah. dizziness or like if you could somehow like replicate the feeling of like you know something getting like quieter like putting your hands over your ears maybe like just like that muffled guess, and like I guess hearing is probably the best I was thinking we, we don't have any senses where you can like easily manipulate them like that but I guess hearing is that, that's the closest one that I can kind of think of or like yeah. like tasting something with your nose closed cut, off, maybe, cut yeah, off your tongue maybe like crossing your eyes you know like you know closing your eyes well, closing your eyes. Just We're pretty used away. to that one, but well, that that just takes your sense away. Like, I mean, obviously, oh, okay, a yeah, magnet yeah. wouldn't take your sense away. It would give you it's like, like a interference. Sh- so, where where those um, what are those the drunk goggles? Yeah, well, I, I was talking yeah about crossing your eyes. Like, crossing your eyes is probably exactly what it'd be like, you know? Yeah. Where you just get like a you wouldn't be able to use it for anything useful while you're doing it, but you'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm convinced I traded as a child my ability to roll my R's for the ability to cross my eyes because I. Stopped being able to roll my R's at the same time I wanted to roll my across my eyes so bad because like, my aunt could do it or some reason, and then I just traded them. <laughs> like I feel like I just whatever I was doing. Swap them out in this. I would shop. definitely take being able to roll my R's any day. But he just rip. respect his skill tree. Yeah. Can you, <laughs> can you show me when you cross your eyes now. You gotta make sure you still have that ability. Okay, you yeah. pass. Now try and roll your R's. I got can you say <laughs> burrito? Bar- no, I, I can only like. Yeah, no, you get like the back of your. Like, uh, it's just like, uh, yeah. Outro time. Out, outro. Oh, we have to do an outro. Damn, that's crazy. We have to record an outro. Damn. Damn. Sheesh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. <laughs> that's the best outro we've ever done. Get it over with. Goodbye, Said everybody. <laughs>